The Texarkana Gazette is hiring. We're looking for an enterprising reporter to cover courts and legal affairs, including high-profile criminal trials and civil lawsuits. With two cities, two counties, two states, and federal courts, Texarkana is the perfect place for a legal reporter to thrive. If you or someone you know would like to join our busy Digital First newsroom, contact editor James Bright at jbright at texarkanagazette.com or 870-330-7550. That's J-B-R-I-G-H-T at texarkanagazette.com or 870-330-7550. Hello and welcome to On the Line. I'm Carl Richter. In May, Texarkana native Jamar J.J. Jefferson won the Democratic nomination to represent Texas's first congressional district in the U.S. House of Representatives. With about 12 weeks until voting begins, we offered Jefferson the opportunity to share his story and views. As you'll hear, he had a lot to say. We have offered equal time on the show to Jefferson's Republican opponent, Nathaniel Moran. One caveat, the Texarkana Gazette has not verified any claims Jefferson made during the interview. Here's my conversation with J.J. Jefferson. Joining me in the studio, Jamar J.J. Jefferson, the Democratic nominee for U.S. House in Texas' 1st Congressional District. Good morning. Good morning, and may our creator, y'all, favor you all, give you life, health, and strength, protect our country and the rest of the countries around the world to be united in peace. And I love my brother. I just want to do a point of order. Though I am a Democratic nominee, I am the American nominee for U.S. Congress because that is a nonpartisan seat, and we have to stop the division in politics and focus on what Article 1, Section 2 says, representation for the people. Tell me your story. Were you born in Texarkana? Watley Hospital, right up the street, yeah. next to Pine Street. I was born there, me and my twin brother, and uh, a long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you grew up here. Yeah. So I was I, grew, I was I was born in Watley. I grew up in Texarkana. I've been in Texarkana all my life until I finally went back to school. Um, went to Pine Street Middle School. As you can see, the um, the school finally just bought it back. Yeah, we broke but, that story yesterday. But that blight and the the trauma that was allowed to happen to the Negro, African-American, so-called black community. Mm-hmm. See, there's more Negroes in Texarkana than anywhere else in the world. Why? Because people fail to realize they don't check their birth certificates. They call us black and African-Americans now. But on my birth certificate, Live yeah. certificate of birth, it says I'm a Negro. Both of my living grandparents who picked cotton, little 87 and 85, they're living with their mother as children are Negroes, my mother. So the plight 
that they did to allow the school, middle school that I went to, where I got palace, where we played football on that field, to it shows the example and the 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 insensitivity and cruelty that they did to a community. Mm-hmm. It's cruelty, and now they need to do the same thing for the communities that they're trying to do for that school. It's time to invest into all Texas counties again and make sure everyone is uplifted as Beyonce time. It's time to upgrade East Texas. Is that why you're running? What, what, what would you say your mission is in this campaign? In this campaign, because we have numerous campaigns, mm-hmm. but in this campaign, I'm trying to get on certain boards, the agriculture board, to make sure that we can help people right here in East Texas. I know as a child in middle school at Pine Street, no one came to register me to vote. I never saw a politician. I never knew who a mayor was. I knew who the principal was. I knew who the vice principal was. I knew who the coach was, the basketball coach. That was my microculture in the world. No one prepared me, and no one told me the poverty that me and my brothers and sisters had to live in. But the world was going on. Taxes were being taken. People were working. People were building their lives. And a lot of people have been left out. So my main mission is to run. I'm running simply because, and this is my 13th campaign, by the way, my third time running for Congress, Mm. right? Uh, second time in a general election. I'm running to make sure that people get the basics. We're the richest country in the world, and people don't have the basics right here in Texas County. The drugs are coming across the border. They're flying in. They're coming underground, and they're crossing. There's 254 counties in Texas, and you mean to tell me that at least 25 or 50 of these counties that the drugs have to come to to get to Boyd County because we're at the tip of Texas, that you can't stop the drugs because these drugs that are coming in here and people need to hear the truth. The reason that people, it's not the lack of opportunities. America's full of opportunities, but those opportunities are not for everyone. If you don't believe me, the Negro has always been the split vote. Even Mm. when we couldn't vote, we were called three-fifths. Right. So that the Southern Democrats at the time who hated us but they they saw the necessity need to profit from us. They said, well, no, we want to count our slaves as three-fifths so they can keep power to make sure they oppress us. And I'm running to make sure we change the future. We make sure that trajectory is include people having decent homes, food, access to health care when they need it, opportunities that are presented to immigrants when they come that's not presented to us. Dr. King said that they used to give uh, peasant migrants land grants and mechanism and loans to figure out how to mechanize that. So essentially I'm running to make sure that the people behind me can't say what I'm saying about the generation in front of me. And this is not a, a plight at the generation in front of me because how can you get anything done when I heard a story, prime example, of a soldier? Mm-hmm. He said that his father served in World War II, and he served in numerous wars. But he said when he came back home, he bought some land in an all-white neighborhood, and he started building a home. Mm-hmm. And essentially, when he built the home, the whites didn't say anything to him because they are used to us building up this country playing on their football fields, dunking basketballs on in their gyms. We own nothing but serving everything. And he said something that struck the core of what America is and what America has to do. He said that when he moved in that day from the street, hundreds of 
whites came to protest him moving to an all-white neighborhood. It was his father. This man is 76, mm-hmm. he told me. He said, I served in the Vietnam War. He said, my father is four times darker than me. He said that they came that night later and shot up the house. Mm-hmm. His father and they had to duck on the bed as kids. And he said they did it three nights in a row. So in first night, he called his brothers, took them two days to get there. His brothers served in World War II with him, and they all survived. So it was four of them. They had their guns. It was rifle for rifle then. Mm. Essentially, what he said, and his fire and the passion in his eyes was amazing. He said, when they came back, we waited on them because we knew they were coming back to shoot up, to kill them as children in their bed just because they're living in that era. That man fought for this country. So he said when he, they came back, they started shooting back. Now, these are four soldiers. Right. Four soldiers. And essentially what ended up happening was they took off because you're now you're battling trained soldiers yeah. fighting for our country. Now they're fighting for their life. They're fighting for rights to just to be considered human in America. Right now in 2022, we have the things that's happening in the 60s that are happening now. People still can't vote. It doesn't matter what we label them now. But this guy's story was amazing because he said they took off. He said, did you know the police that didn't come the first three nights? They never came. We called. They never came. But he said, you know how fast they showed up when we when my daddy started shooting back? He said less than five minutes. He said, you know what they did? They went and took their hoods off and came back with their police badges on. Mm. And then they 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 had a, a what is it, a standoff. Right, right, right. And essentially what happened is when they agreed to talk, he said, why are you shooting? At the police, he said, I fought for this country, and I should be able to live in this country. And essentially, they've been shooting in my house mm. after I fought in all these wars for to defend this country. And I'll tell you this. If they come back and shoot in my house one last time, he said, I've killed white people in, 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 in many countries. He said, if y'all come and hurt any of my, anyone in my family, I'm going to go out and kill a whole bunch of white people. Yeah. Right? And he said, you know what? They never came back and shot up the house. Why? And it's, I don't advocate for any harm. Right? Right. But I don't advocate for people to be senseless to the crimes that are happening. He defended himself. He took up his Second Amendment right mm-hmm. that we have, according to the Constitution, to defend his life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right? And it's only when we begin to stand up and say, we see that you're buying back Pines Tree Middle School. Well, what about what about Beverly? Okay, let's go to, uh, uh, I see what they did to Griff King, right? Great. That's great. But what about the community around it? The church's chicken right here is still closed. Yeah. We bought chicken at church's chicken there, yeah. right? With the biscuits and the mashed potatoes, the macaroni and cheese. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. But the businesses are closing in communities. But if you go over to the other side of town, yep. I remember when none of that stuff was there. So in 40 years, we have a new texture counter. But the original texture counter, what happened? Yeah, It's like they're moving on away from us. And we have to stop that and remember that all Americans matter. We're, we're a family here in East Texas. And I'm running to... to present that message of unity 
No matter if you're Democrat, Republican, Independent, you are American first, and before that, you are a creation of our Creator. And I'm I'm a praying politician, a statesman. I'm praying that and singing everywhere I go, this little light of mine yeah. on stages, in events, in outside. Simply because we got to remember, we're only here for a short amount of time. And if we don't get it together, we have to leave it up to our children to get it together. And then their children just start building. Right. It's, I'm running so we can start building. What specifically can you do as a member of Congress to help these sort of situations? Oh, okay. So when you say situations, which are we talking about social justice? Are we talking about the poverty? Are we talking about the Let's focus violence? on economic development. Okay, so there's one board committee that I would like to be on, the Agricultural Committee. Mm -hmm. We know that we can bring potentially hundreds of millions of dollars back into East Texas advocating to make sure that the rural areas are getting a percentage of the agricultural budget, which I believe is hundreds of billions of dollars. People are going into Congress forgetting what they're supposed to be there for. Congress' job is to make laws and allocate budgets. The power of Congress is the purse. Mm-hmm. If we want health care, we have to fund it. If we want to reduce poverty, we have to fund that. If we want to make sure that we have safer neighborhoods, we have to fund that, whether that's in the form of educating law enforcement, grants for inner cities to become police officers, whatever we have to do to bring harmony and unity. And it all begins and ends with investment. Mm-hmm. You can't have a war if you don't have an investment. You can't have education without making sure that people can only volunteer for so long. You still need to invest in uh, pencils and papers. Well, now today you need laptops and things like that. Technology has progressed. So there's a lot of things we can do in co- as Congress as being a representative for East Texas, as a person who has grew up in poverty, a person who has been uh, uh, my life and my family has been devastated by the social injustices that has happened to my father. My father's in prison right now. Mm. His name is Delma Banks Jr. He was ripped away from my two sisters as one and two, and me and my twin brother in the womb, all for all falsehoods and fraud on the court uh, by our own Bowie County District Attorney. Mm. It's proven. It's nothing to say. And when the justice was available, and when Texas County and Bowie County had, was available, you had the district attorney from that time, stayed on the case, came back on, who who said that he won't rest until Delma Banks Jr. is has is dead, either have frying in the lecture chair or have a needle in his arm. So the Supreme Court gave my father a stay within 10 minutes. The needle's in his arm. Yeah. He's about to die. Wow. And the Supreme Court stepped in. And when they stepped in, they gave him, they're doing the same thing to uh, Ronnie Reed, Rodney Reed, as they did to my father. History is repeating itself. And I'm hoping that justice is finally served for Mr. Reed as well as for Devon Bates Jr. This is why I got into politics in 2012 when this situation happened. We thought in 2003 when the local federal court overturned it that my father will, will get out and we can get my grandmother's prayer. That's the reason I did music. I thought that music was my talent of singing in church and doing everything we need to do would help us get the finances needed to hire an attorney. Mm. But he had attorneys. And I don't know why my father is sitting in jail. I don't know why I didn't have a daddy to keep me away from the streets. Music kept me and my twin brother out of jail and on the stage. 
Children must be educated and led to success. Because if you don't have a two-parent home, the statistics are in that children are likely to get involved in gangs. They're more likely to be presented to sell drugs. They're more likely to have unplanned families. Mm. They're more likely to lose hope in a country that promotes, give us your poor, give us your broken. This is the land of liberty, but the land of liberty must be true to its words and become a land of liberty for all, including the people who built this country up. The richness of America is still, the investment of America is still being the Negro labor. Mm. And, and I support unions. And no union that I know of, not one. You don't have that union bug on? Who? Mm. You don't support unions? I was out in California for a while, and they'll march on you fast. Mm. They'll march on you fast and boycott your business. Oh, man. So as a member of Congress, you can do many things. You can be an inspiration of hope to a community that has none. Yeah. Right. As a member of Congress, you can come and read to children, right? And inspire them. Before I came in here, it was a young man. I just gave him a, uh, a card. I said, Hey young man, he was with his mother and his, his father. He said, I know you. I say, brother, y'all live in Texas. He said, we live on the Arkansas side. It's okay. Just, you know, here you go. I gave him one of these cards. And then I saw his son. I said, Hey, you, I want you to go to law school and think about leadership and politics. You need to become a leader. He looked at the car and he said, wow. And he looked at me like, who is that guy? Right. Because we know that I look at the pain in people's eyes because I, I recognize it in my mother struggling. My mother told me one time it got so bad. She wanted to give us up, Mm. but she did people on the urge of giving up, but they're not. A lot of the Republicans, they fear that me being a black man, I will go in and advocate, or a Negro man, that I will advocate uh, to hurt fellow Americans. We're not that type of people. We're loving people. And if the truth needs to be told, I've heard countless Anglo-Saxon European descendants. They are fearful that if we ever get into a position of power, that we would do to them what they did to us. And we're not. We're not that type of people. Yeah. We're the most forgiving and loving and hospitable people, but we've been hurt so much that they 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 are the pain that their ancestors did to us. And the things that we're doing today to each other, no matter who you are, where you're from, and how you love, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And there's a lot of things. We need somebody in Congress to talk about unity. We need somebody in Congress to say, remember the poor. We need somebody in Congress to say, look, remember what the Statue of Liberty said. We need somebody in Congress to say what our first president, George Washington, said. Beware of political parties because men will take the reins of power for themselves and deny the hope and the blessed opportunity that America stands for. And that is liberty. And you have people right here across the street in a bi-state justice building have no liberty. Many of them who have not yet been convicted, only accused. Right. Emma Till, right now, he was just accused as a young boy by a Caucasian woman that he made an advance. Mm. And they came and took this young man out of the house and mutilated him, abused him, shot him, and threw him in the river. Off hearsay. Hearsay. Hearsay is inadmissible in a courtroom. 
my father is in jail because of a technicality of the law. Mm. And an unjust law is no law at all. And any American who can sit by and sleep at night while people in Texas kind of sleeping on the street don't have food to eat. When we die and we go meet our maker, if you believe that is the case, and please, if you're an atheist, this is in no way an attack on you. But if there is a creator, we're going to get judged for our action. So I'm running to be a light in the midst of a dark place. And we need this. We need it more than water. The Bible says, in the last days, there shall be a famine in the land, and it ain't going to be for bread and water. We're paying farmers in the land. They're not farming. When people came over and took this land for the indigenous aboriginals and the Moors and the Negroes, because there's a bill, I want everybody to go look. It's the 1702 Virginia Negro Act. Virginia was the largest state back then, the most powerful. The 1702 Virginia Negro Act. The difference between who they call blacks now and everybody else, we were the only people by law made slaves. Even though everybody else was indentured servants, indentured servants and we had contracts with contracts with who they called the Indians, right? right? But they reclassified. First, they made us all slaves. And then they reclassified us. Because remember, we're dealing with a European-type mindset. They had lords and peasants there, right? And the only thing that they did, they made sure that one group of people, and this was the original inhabitants of this land. Right. So there's a lot of things we can do. We need to begin to shape the younger generation to see how the future can be. And it's going to begin with person like J.J. telling everybody, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Whoa, this little light of mine, yeah, I'm going to let it shine. Whoa, this little light of mine, yeah, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And if you're shining, people see. And you're shining is good works, cutting good deals, making sure that our budget that we borrow from the Federal Reserve, which I believe was $4.5 trillion, including an additional $1.6, making it $6.1 trillion this year alone, we shouldn't have nobody worrying about paying their rent. We shouldn't have anybody stressing on the deductibles they have to pay for health care when they work the last 20 to 40 years. We shouldn't have anybody talking about how am I going to pay my tuition. We shouldn't have anybody talking about I don't have enough money to put in the gas tank to get to work. We shouldn't have anybody in America where we had a $6.1 trillion budget. Over the last 10 years, over $40 trillion has been borrowed. We're $30 trillion in debt. We shouldn't do the math. We talking about $70 trillion with, uh, with in debt and loans. Where is this money? I'll tell you where it is. It's in the state of Delaware and all those trust banks. Yeah. It ain't in the local banks and community. It ain't in Red River Credit Union. They getting a little piece of the pie. But I'm telling you right now, it's in the state of Delaware. They going into trust because it's two Americas. It's the Americas that are the peasants and it's the lords. I want to be sure and ask you about January 6th. Uh, how would you characterize what happened that day 
And do you think uh, former President Trump should be prosecuted? Well, I'll say this. I wasn't there. And because I won't be on the jury, I'm going to hold my opinion. Because the Bible says, yay or nay, anything more is evil. We have to stop judging without hearing the evidence. Because we know the mass media, they can spin a coin even if it's wooden. And you know a wooden nickel can't spin. You know it's true. So what I would have hoped to done in 2018, I believe that I was cheated out of election in California. I should have been in Congress. When that happened and I was there, I'll tell you, let's go back in history. Jamar Jefferson got elected in 2018. He's in Congress fighting for the people. He gets reelected in 2020. Guess what? This happens on January 6th, and I hear a scream. Ha ah, And people coming in. Yeah, I'm going to go out of Congress, and I'm going to go assess the situation, and I'm going to do what I always did. I'm going to be a peacemaker. And I'll go remind them, hey, did you get permission to be in here? Get out. Right. But I saw people, some people in line walking in the velvet of the velvet line. So you can't prejudge a situation if you were not there. But what I would not did was sit inside the halls of Congress while that was happening. Fearful. Everybody in Congress took an oath of office to defend the Constitution against foreign and domestic. I'm looking for the Superman moment. They stole my Superman moment from me because had I been there and somebody got out of line, I would have took out my Constitution and we would have put the J.J. Constitutional smack down. Can you smell what the J.J. is cooking? And I'll tell you this right now. If I was in Congress, the thing would have been totally different. You would have saw J.J. possibly ending up throwing people up out of there. Right? You don't have to run. You had security running. You had an army up under, up under uh, with guns. Yeah. You just had the Nation of Islam, uh, the, the Million Man March just happened. So they know the protocol when large marches are about to happen. These people applied for their First Amendment right to redress their grievances. I can't tell anyone how to feel. So if they feel that the election was stolen, well, they can feel that way. That's what makes America great because we don't have to agree. But when it's time to sit down and the rubber meets to the road, we can talk facts. But what happened is an atrocity, and I'm not talking about what they may have or may not did, how we as the media are constantly talking about something that happened then. We still got, but Joe Biden is the president. The Electoral College elected Joe Biden. The popular vote does not elect the president and vice president. People have to understand, I believe it's the 12th Amendment. It says that the Electoral College shall elect the president in a separate election from the vice president. So we have to, we have to keep it real and be honest and transparent with the American people about what's really happening. We're talking about an issue that happened, and we're not talking about the poverty of East Texas. We're not talking about the poverty of Sacramento, Oakland. We're not talking about Hemp Hill or Pineland or Cartridge or Center, Texas. We're not talking about Dangerfield. We're not talking about how a hospital in uh, 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 Red River County in Clarksville, they've been building on it for 10, 15 years. It's just a, the frame is there. 
People have to drive down, I believe, to Paris to go to the hospital. You can die in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. We should have urgent, urgent care centers and throughout. Remember, we're the richest country allegedly in the world. And, and in Texas, we, we have the most, the least people that have access to health care. If I wasn't on welfare as a child, I wouldn't have had health care. As a man, if you're not a worker and able to afford it, you don't get health care. Right? I don't even believe they give men, I don't know, food stamps here. They only give it to women and children. Right? Everybody needs to be taken care of, no matter their educational, their health. We need to take care of every American. There's more Caucasians receiving welfare than anyone else. It's, we're only 13, a little bit almost 14% of the population in Texas. Black, every black person ain't receiving welfare. Right. So, so where is that money going? So I would have loved to have been in Congress, and everybody was talking about that J.J., that's the type of leader we lead. He leads. Somebody took a swing at them, and they didn't get up. <laughs> he, took, he took a swing to the left. J.J. Duck. He took a swing to the right. J.J. went back. He jabbed. And then he hit him with a wrong, right cross, and it was dynamite, and the man went into a flight. And it took seven days to the man to come back into sight. All I'm saying is I would have loved to have been in that moment. Yeah. To have the opportunity to stand up for Americans or at least be a face of freedom. The same way that they had the right to come to redress their grievances. People somehow behave. Right now, if any of these colleges uh, uh, win a NCAA championship or for football or basketball, they turn the place up. They turn cars. They burning. They doing everything. Right? But if people are marching, I have a, a friend of mine. His name's Stephon Clark. Stevante Clark, his brother, was assassinated in his grandma's backyard by the, the, the law enforcement there. They thought his cell phone was a gun. I've been to that backyard. It's small. His backyard ain't too much bigger than this room. They came through the gate and opened fire. And when he said that's where his body dropped, right, it was, a, it was astonishing, astonishing. And he's been fighting for years for those two cops to at least be fired. Bad judgment. You, if you drop a plate and you work at Applebee's or something, they tell you don't do that. But when you break a plate, you're fired. Right. You can't take a life and say you were fearful and you ran into the situation fully armed. Now, I, 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 I respect law enforcement because when I was going to third grade school here, we missed a bus. Not missed a bus, but we were late. Uh, and um. A real problem with education is a lot of the children don't get to eat breakfast because the bus is running behind. Who traffic is, you know, things happen. And buses wait on different children to come out. Like, you know, courtesy, you should. But I've always respected the police since the third grade. I didn't know nothing about the police in second and first grade. This yeah. is when I always respected it. Because in the third grade, I was hungry. We didn't get those little super donuts. You know, the super donuts they had? Yeah, with the chocolate milk and the orange juice. Mm -hmm. I was excited because I was a poor kid. We grew up with nothing. So essentially, the police came in. I went to the breakfast. Oh, they let the window down. And the lunch lady was mean. Oh, it's too Mm -hmm. late. We cleaning up. No more breakfast. But can I get that orange juice right there? Them donuts. No. She took it out. And put it back in. I said, please, ma'am, I'm hungry. You know how a little kid, a little kid can be, they'll be on it. Please, please, give me the donut. I want the super donut. 
So I, I'm in, I'm in first, I'm in first uh, period class mad. Mm-hmm. That ain't right. I felt like my whole world was wrong. As a little kid, I'm in a fight. I said that woman is wrong. I told my first grade teacher, first first class teacher, she wouldn't give me no breakfast. <laughs> I said that ain't right. Hungry, trying to learn math. Second grade, second class. My science teacher, man, she didn't give me no breakfast. Oh, okay. Trying to learn about science. Hungry for my math class. Third class, I remember it was my math. Teacher, we used to do the around the world with the timetables cards. Teacher said, hey, everybody, we got a surprise. Surprise? Oh, okay. I'm hungry. Okay, surprise. And through the door came two law enforcement with their dog. We're going to let you talk about the D.A.R.E. program. Oh, D.A.R.E. As a kid, a dog. Oh, a cool dog. We don't have no dog. Oh, that's cool. And then about three, four people came in with Domino's Pizza. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> As a child, my eye, I saw one person come in with a box, another person with more boxes. I said, I think that's for us. I think it's for us. And all of a sudden, the police, two white men, they said, hey, everybody, come get you some pop and pizza. And they had Coca-Cola and a little candy and stuff. We got it for everybody in packages. So they gave us the little dirt package. So I went up there. I ran. First person in line. I said, excuse me, how many slices do we get? You get two or three, how many you want. I got three slices. I was hungry. Oh, boy. <laughs> that cheese pizza. Uh, I, I'm a vegetarian now. I don't eat meat. But back then, I used to eat pepperoni. Until I read the Bible, you can't eat that swine. So I don't eat that swine. I'm trying to obey what the Torah says and uh, Hashem says, uh, Yahweh, don't eat certain things. It's in Leviticus, I think, uh, 10. Leviticus, the dietary laws. So I abide, abide by the dietary laws laws of my Semitic uh, faith. Um that many, uh, 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 the Jewish community, many uh, Semitic communities, we apply by uh, because we all stem from Yabrim. I was going to ask you about the pin you're wearing. It, is that some Hebrew lettering, correct? Yes, that's the name of our creators. Um, uh, 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 in Hebrew, it's the Hebrew consonant for the name that was revealed to Yabrim, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or correctly, Yabrim, Yazik, and Yakub. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Hebrew. So they were a Semitic people. And uh, I'm a direct descendant of King Solomon and King Dawid. Uh, we ended up in America uh, through, uh, uh, through Solomon. Uh, uh, he sent people to America way back then. And uh, that's the reason the Moorish people, Moorish mean black. Mm-hmm. So Solomon's descendants were, Solomon was the most wisest man to ever live. Mm-hmm. Right? So he sent people throughout the entire world. And they were bringing back gold from America. It was the Moorish people that actually guided Christopher Columbus to the Caribbean. He, because he never came here. And that's another thing. Why are we celebrating Christopher Columbus? That's a Spaniard. He was a rapist. He raped children. He murdered people. Right, and we're celebrating him. I don't listen. He should not be a national holiday with the atrocities that he did. Yeah. Period. So this name. It is, it's a fire in my heart to stand against evil. All the latest news and more is always right at hand with the Texarkana Gazette mobile app. Updates and breaking news alerts throughout the day keep you up to speed on everything happening in Texarkana and beyond. 
There's even a daily digital replica of our print edition. All the features you love, like puzzles and our special sections, are right there. It's like having the whole paper in your pocket or purse. Best of all, it's free to download. Look for the Texarkana Gazette app in Google Play or the Apple App Store today. We're only here for a short time, and we have to take this time because the creator, this name, said, and I can say it for people, this means Yahawaha. It's hard to say it. You have to say it. Yahawah, Yahawah. It's the name of the creator that my ancient ancestors submitted. To the great Egypt. To the great spirit. They call it the great spirit. See, because we're all connected. Just because you have less melon than me don't mean you wasn't made by the same creator. Right. We all was Beautifully made. You want to know why you're so special? And all the listeners, you are so special. Because the odds to be alive are 400 trillion to one. Mm. So everybody that you see is a walking miracle. That's the reason everybody that you see or who will come to this planet, we have to do all we can to build heaven now. Mm. Why? Because as above, so below. And if we don't tap into this, um, we don't tap into that. We don't tap into that great spirit. What's going to ultimately happen is our time will be up and someone else will get that blessed opportunity to tap into the miracle. We got time for one more question. (laughs) If you were elected, would you vote for a bill that codified abortion rights? So that's a great question. So I want everybody to understand this. I am not the creator. I am not the judge. So I reserve my opinion of what other may do. I'm a big advocate advocate for privacy. I don't want anyone to come in and ask me about my rights, even though I support the right to all life. Right. I support I want as many babies to come to this world and experience the blessed opportunity. The creator gives us all the opportunity to make decisions. In the Declaration of Independence, it says. The creator gave us certain rights of which no law of man can contradict. It's in the Declaration of Independence. And as a steward of law, and as the Articles of Confederation, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution and Amendments, as a representative, you take an oath to all of that. Not just the Constitution, but the actual Constitution says the Articles of Confederation and all treaties. If the Creator allows every man, woman, or non-binary, or self-identifying gender to make a choice, who would I be? to interfere into that. I'll say this before I give you my answer. I dated uh, a a white girl right here in Dallas area. 
And it was one of my early 20s, and she was like 20. I'm 21. I didn't, it just happened and I liked her, but she ended up getting pregnant. And she turned around and told me that she had um, a miscarriage. And I was ready to accept the responsibility like most men. And um, she called me a year later and um, she said, I want to apologize to you. I said, wow, what's, what's going on? She said, my psychologist told me that I need to apologize to everybody that I wronged. She said, I had an abortion. I lied to you. And I was like, oh, wow. And she said, yeah, I'm just sorry. That's like the biggest mistake I ever made. She said, well, let me tell you why I did it. Because my grandmother told me I don't need to be having a child of a black man. It's here in Texas, back in 2000, I think, too. I didn't say, why did you do that and cuss her out? I didn't say, why did you, you just gave me the child? She said, what are your thoughts? I said, well... That's a tough decision for you to make. And you made it by yourself. I would only ask that if you would have included me, I, I would have been there for you. I probably would have been with her to this day, raising my child. It hurt to hear her say that, but mm-hmm. I accepted it. Mm-hmm. It hurted to understand it. She was a beautiful woman. And and some people think I'm handsome. <laughs> we would have had a beautiful child. That would have probably changed my life right then. You know, because children change a man. It makes you step up to the plate to hit that home run or fight to hit that home run, try to run to those bases. But it broke my heart. But I had met my fiance at the time, and she was pregnant at the time. Mm. So the scenario is amazing for the question that you're asking me right now. I had a young lady talking to me about what she did and how hurtful she was and how she's dealing with the consequences of a choice that she was pressured into by another. And I had a woman that I love, who I have an eight-year-old son with today, who I love my son. He's on all those billboards. And everybody, that is not a child actor. That is my son, Israel Moshe, Moshe Jefferson. And I love Israel. Moshe, if you're watching, I love you, son. And I want you to be a leader. Leadership is action, not position. So to get to your question, I don't have the right to tell another person how to live their life. I don't have a right to tell somebody they can't defend themselves. I don't have the right to tell somebody how to believe, when to eat, like they do across the street at the by state. Freedom is freedom, and sometimes the decisions we have to live with, good or bad, I'm not the judge. And I'm not going to be a politician that's a Democrat or Republican. I'm going to be a politician for freedom and liberty. So if I had to vote to make sure that people have privacy, women specifically, we're talking about women only, women have the right to privacy, I'm going to do the same thing that the Creator does. There's a story in the Bible. They came to him and said, Good Master, talking to the Creator right here, Yaha, did not you sow wheat in your fields? He said, yes. The creator, y'all said, yes. But why then are there tears? Should we go down and rip up the tears? And the creator in wisdom said, no, leave them all. Lest when bringing up the tears, you destroy the wheat. And at the end, I will decide. 
We have people, Republicans, including Greg Abbott. They asked him a question about what are you going to do about rape? He said, we're going to eliminate all the rapists. Go check the roles of how many men are being raped in jails. How many men are being raped in the military? How many people are being raped in Ivy League schools? And we're talking about men. We're not even talking, get, get, we're talking about men being sexually molested. I was an Uber driver in California. I got hit on so many times, touched, disrespected, but it's, it seems like it's an acceptable culture when it's not. Wrong is wrong, right is right. We have to weigh. Though we need to force, we can't force people to think like we think, eat how we eat, believe how we believe. We all give freedom. Because the creator gave us that. So I would vote for freedom. And we can't we can't pick and choose which laws to enforce and which ones not to enforce. Poverty, I don't hear anybody talking about that. I don't hear anybody talking about when my father, right there, he didn't even get a due process. An all-white jury in 1980 for a black man when the media here was saying he's a murderer. And it was all around town and the law. His own attorney didn't represent him. He regretted, but his attorney could not do something against the might of his colleagues saying, we want him to fry in the electric chair. They even, Texas County, even told my uncle who has passed right now, passed away. He, they have this on, on record that they, they hid in the courtroom. They told my own uncle, hey, we'll give you a gun and you can blow his head off and nothing will be done with it. My mother's father was murdered in Hope, Arkansas. The man didn't even get any time. Mm. So when he was accused of murdering uh, the young man, bless his heart, may his soul rest in peace, we actually know who the actual murderer is. I found out who the real killer is. But I can't just come out saying that man's name right there. There's a way to do things. And passing a law, kicking it back to the states to decide who can have reproductive rights. Right? Who can live and who can't and how you live? That's a tough decision. I think the government of Texas and Greg Abbott need to worry about fixing the power grid. They need to worry about eliminating poverty. All this land that they just passed a, a law to give all the landowners a tax break, I need to, I need to reallocate that money back into investing into the land. You have a few people right here in Texas own everything. The big oil. I mean, they're after that $254 billion budget. Rich people don't stay rich if they don't keep the money going, and they're hiding it all. So they use reproductive rights as a distraction. They don't care if you come here or not. It's a sleight of the hand. They're more worried about making sure that they have control to keep the money flowing in their circle, making sure that their children and their families are living off slave money. Because the first investment in America was war and slavery, taking something that ain't yours. I have a, one of my, a person that I admire, right? The greatest president was FDR. You know what he told Congress? Either y'all going to pass these social safety nets or they going to come in here and get rid of all y'all. It's going to be a French Revolution. And everybody know what happened in the French Revolution. We have something called Shays Rebellion. You know what happened with Shays Rebellion. We have somebody called John Brown where he tried to give slaves. He went in and on Harper's Ferry. We have somebody called John F. Kennedy with the Cuban Missile Crisis. Leaders have to step up and lead. And we have puppets in office right now. 
because we know the true power of Texas is not Greg Abbott. It's Dan Kilpatrick. He's deciding which bills get through. So you have all these people ready to worry more about a person, a woman, making a tough decision. My father, you have the DA who just retired, who's 75 years old, said he's not going to rest until my dad is dead. Even though he know he coached and told those two witnesses to lie in front of an all-white jury, fully well-knowing it was already inflamed by the media, he never had a chance. You give people the chance <clears throat> by focusing on the majority of women who make that decision. Look at the stats. Poverty. They don't want to do it by themselves. The, the over-sexualized society and culture that we don't control the media. Those record companies that's putting out all the violence, move, music and things of that nature, we don't control that. That's the only way they'll put you on TV if you talk about that. I was in the music business. Am I correct? The only, they're, they're telling these people how to dress and put up all these symbols. Who's telling the people, the government of Texas to focus on a woman's reproductive rights over the poverty and justice? I read there's no other urgent matter than justice. Justice delayed is justice denied. So I tell anyone who worry more about a decision that an individual has to make. They don't care about the poor babies coming here and living in poverty. I can tell you it's hell eating bologna, a one bologna sandwich with a little mustard. And when our electricity was on and the gas was actually on, we can fry it, you know, and we thought we was rich. But we didn't realize the poverty that people are after right now living in. And it's not just people, Negro, indigenous Negro Americans. We're talking about Caucasians. See, because what's happening is that classism is beginning to show so brightly that they forgot that they are American too and they are depending on the rest of us to keep them rich. In Congress, I would talk about sustainability. In Congress, I would talk about freedom. So, yes, I will vote for freedom, understanding that my focus is on not worrying about your choice, but creating the opportunities so you can make a choice not based upon your circumstances. We should be doing what they're doing in Russia. They were paying people to have babies. Mm. In, in Saudi Arabia and other countries, you get a house where you have a family. Uh, they got health care all through Europe. Their education system, they're steering their children into careers. What are we doing here? We're telling them to go to a college to put them in debt, and those jobs will not be here. Automation is here. You have one of the biggest, the richest people in the world living in the state of Texas. You know why he moved here? It was strategic. Elon Musk moved to Texas because California said, you done got too rich off getting all this grant money under the, the disguise of clean energy. We ain't got no clean energy. Elon Musk owes it to give 90% of his wealth Back to Texas. We glad you, you got rich in California, but you shouldn't come here. And he he doubled his network. Elon Musk, reach out to Jamar Jefferson. We need to have a talk because my creator, Yah, is requiring for you to do the right thing by his people. Elon Musk was raised up, and the creator can bring Elon Musk down. Do not go to Mars, Elon Musk, because we don't know what's up there. You, it was a movie on Netflix. Right? It was a rich guy just like Elon Musk. I can't think of the name of that movie. 
But in that movie, this guy was the richest person in the world. Um, I can't think of that movie, but on Netflix. And he said, we're going to go to another planet. An asteroid was coming. He said, no, don't stop the asteroid. We want to harvest it. Oh, we made a mistake. And the whole time, they already had a, a second plan to go to a different galaxy that they can live on, a different world. And before they, before they got there, he can predict a model that predict death. And they said, oh, it's predicted you're going to be eaten by a raptor tumphosaurus. What is that? When they got to the planet, these animals came up to him. He said, and ate the woman first, right? And she said, he said, I believe this is a raptor, whatever, source. Uh, don't touch it. And they all came in to eat them. Nobody's been there. And, and, and all of the so-called scientists and individuals who dream of leaving this planet, you will put her on this planet. You came to this planet. I understand they have Star Trek and they had all these movies in Hollywood. That's fiction. It's not a reality. They right. can you that Thor exists and, and that Superman going to come here and save the day. <laughs> That's fiction. Those are novels. You're going to go to another planet and you ain't going to like what you're going to find. Matter of fact, we need to stop lying to people. That we have the, the pride and the arrogance to think that you can leave a beautiful planet that your creator put you on. And we're playing, we're spending so much money with NASA and other places to have space. What is it? Space force. <laughs> Tell the people the truth. If UFOs exist or if aliens exist, or is there an invasion going to happen? The creator is coming back. That's who the alien is. We get a time. The time of man is now. And we get, we are being sent here to be proved. I tell people all the time, this life is for us to be tested, to prove if we would do good or evil with our lives. And we will judge on the amount of good versus the evil. And when the balance of life comes through, if you did more evil, you go to hell, the bad side. You're negative energy. And if you do good, and in Congress and in my life, I've tried to do more good. Every day I wake up thinking about doing good. I'm poor. I may look wealthy people, but I am the brokest person ever to run for Congress. Because when I get something, I'm giving it away. The donations that I have got, it hasn't been that much. I tell people how I got the money that I got. I was in a car wreck in California, out campaigning on the issue. And I was putting the signs up. I got back in the car, and we were going put out of our 100 signs, me and a member of this organization, I, Sacramento, Lisa Garcia. So we decided to keep going. A young 18-year-old kid came and, bam, hit the back of the car. He started spinning. And I hit the dashboard. You can see right now I got my eyes busted open mm -hmm. from it, blood leaking out. I can show you the video in the car. But I started praying in that wreck. I said, oh, y'all help me. I'm finna die. This the end of me. And I said, y'all, I tried my best. And if this is the end, please have mercy on me. Boom! The SUV hit. My neck stopped back, but it stopped. I still got injuries on the back of my neck. Uh, I'm, I'm injured running for office. Mm. I don't tell nobody. I don't cry because I know that I have to be strong for the children coming behind, behind me. They need to see leadership. And sometimes they don't need to see the tears and the crying and me worrying and stress. They need to see a plan and somebody's ready to win. But when I prayed, it stopped right before we hit the pole. 
that would have killed me. The person in the road was driving, I didn't see. Boom, 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 boom. All I know, people came, I got out the car, and I fell. Blood leaking all through my face, right? I'm hurting, I'm in pain, and I look and saw the passenger, Lisa Garcia. White lady helping me because she admires the hard work, and we're together trying to stop a, a sales tax in California that, that passed where they're raising $100 million from an additional penny tax in Sacramento. Daryl Steinberg was wrong for pushing that, all the poverty that's in Sacramento. But nevertheless, in that car wreck, the creator stopped it because I was going to be, I didn't break my back like my opponent. Ate her vertebrae. She was, she was thrown, her seat broke, and she was thrown into the back seat. So that caused her, the, the car to keep spinning. I don't know if it's flipped or turned. I just know that <clears throat> when it was all said and done, we went to the hospital. I ended up settling for $100,000. Mm-hmm. The attorney got his 30 thousand plus expenses. They gave me a $68,000 or $69,000 check. I had to pay some, some of the bills. And when my cousin died, James, and I love James, when he died in Dallas because of the, the storm, the power grid failure of our failed governor right now. I pray that he does better, and I, I pray that Beto beats him because we need new leadership after eight years. That's enough. It's eight years of tyranny. But when he froze to death, he was like my brother. It broke my heart. I slept in the bed with my cousin James and my twin brother as a child. We wore each other clothes. And when they took him to the morgue instead of the hospital, my mother said, come back home, Jamar. And help the people you grew up with. There's nobody like you. I said, Mom, I ain't going to win in East Texas. Those, that's a number of Republicans. You know most of the Democrats left when Obama got uh, became president. So would, would East Texas vote for me because I'm a black man? Or they see me as a Negro? Or they don't want somebody like me over them because they think I may do something different? I'm American and all that that means, but I'm a child of y'all first. That's the reason the most spiritual people are us. We've endured, melon allows for you to endure. But my point is, coming back home, just coming back here, right? I took that 69000 and put 63000 into my campaign account because I know that I can spend this money to help me get better. But helping me get better ain't going to help us get better. So I put up all the signs, hurt, going around. Sleeping, right? Making the sacrifices needed. I literally, I don't, my opponent raised almost $700,000, right? For a primary. I may have $14,000 that I've raised, mm. plus what I invested. Yeah. So I put more skin into the game because people don't believe. But that's okay. It's my job to make them believe. It's my job to give them hope. It's my job to show them that better and, and hope and help is on the way. Because it only takes one, one little match to burn down the forest. But it also takes just one axe to chop down the tree so we can build a house, provide heating for those who don't have it. So being here has been liberating, and it has broken me to the point that the little selfishness that was in me is gone. Mm. Because I could have won in California. I would have beat Omnipara. I would have been a primary for eight years. I've been in California running for office, 12 campaigns. Yeah. 
Right? So coming back home and seeing Pine Street Middle School, going through Beverly, going through Hemp Hill, going through Cartridge Center, we're talking about Henderson. Uh, we're talking about a Tyler, Longview Marshall, a Dangerfield. We're talking about um, Mount Vernon, Mount Pleasant, Clarksville, of course, all of Texas County, Atlanta, going everywhere. I've been through this district. This is going to be the eighth time I'm going through the district talking to people. And when you see the same problem eight times, it gives me the assurity that we're on the right track. Win or lose, we're going to cut those margins. Republicans and Democrats are coming out to vote for J.J. because everybody's sick and tired of the division. I had a Republican that, that helped me, and I love these people, and I'm not going to mention their name, but they supported me and my brother as young men in the music business, right? They, they helped us. And I had a meeting with them, and the individual said, I'm sick and tired. Uh, I know that you're a Democrat, Jamar, but I'm sick and tired of the division, all of it. I just don't have any hope. Maybe you can change something or not, but they can't seem to get anything done because we're fighting. We're fighting over a color, red and blue. What's the difference between the Crips and the Bloods? We have to be united, giving people hope again. If the leadership is fighting, go fight in the ring. And if you want to be a fighter, Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest him and uh, Muhammad Ali, <clears throat> one of the greatest fighters ever, right? Go fight in the ring. They got celebrity boxing, but you negotiate a good deal for all Texans when you're in the, in Austin. Yeah. And that's and when I get to Washington, my job is to make them see and, and, and make deals for East Texas, but not just East Texas. We get the deals done because I know that 80% of America is rural. So I got allies already talking about their issues, even if I got to travel to all their districts. We're going to get repeal done. I want to be on the agriculture board. We're going to bring hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars back into this district. We're going to make sure that the SBA is giving East Texans loans because that money is for all of us. That that $4.5 trillion budget, the SBA gets, I think they had a $40 billion budget. How much did East Texas get? We're going to make sure that Every pot of money that's allocated from the military budget, we're going to get some of that to the RT for ROTC programs and make sure I want to bring a veterans hospital to East Texas. That's what I want to focus on. We shouldn't have to go to Shreveport or Dallas. People don't got gas money to go there. We need to invest for now and the future for our soldiers who fought for this country. We need to make sure that the Department of Education is just as fully funded as the Department of Defense. We need to make sure the resources are following our children home. So, therefore, if you're sending them home with homework, make sure that they got uh, the, the adequate tools necessary to fulfill the job. What kind of country would we be to send our soldiers out without the weapons and, and the, 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 the things necessary to defend their life? So we need resources following our children. Don't say you care about children or a woman's decision and you don't care about the poverty that is forcing people or the cultural, over-sexualized society that, well, they get freedom of speech. Well, they get to do what they want. No, you don't get to do everything you want because it hurts people. So capitalism is hurting the majority of America. Two people have more wealth than 40% of the country, Elon Musk and Bill Gates. And both of them are talking about when they die, they're going to give away all their wealth. Who are you? Stop lying, man. Stop, stop lying. Elon Musk, if y'all want to change the world, create the Jefferson change the world. First of all, pay your tithes. Elon Musk has not paid his 10%. The creator said you got to pay a 10 to your tithe. Uh, 
to to the storehouse. I, I'm the modern day Machelzadeh. Pay a 10% of all that you have to JJ's trust fund that we will create, and I'll go out and do the good biddings for the people, and you'll see America change overnight. What, he's worth $200 billion? That means he owed $20 billion to y'all. How much is Elon Musk worth? A whole lot of cash. A whole lot. So we talking about at least 30 of all the billionaires. They need to pay, and we can get $100 billion. Do you know how much it is to end world hunger? Elon Musk, somebody told him. He ain't coughed up that money yet. <laughs> hey, we got to stop. We got to hold leadership accountable. My opponent, he doesn't want to debate. Yeah, He's trying to hide up under the Republican banner and don't come out. If you don't come out to talk to the people, do not vote for them. Stop voting for party. Vote for a mission and a plan to help us all. We could talk a lot longer. I have yeah. a feeling you could talk all day. <laughs> I'm ready for the filibuster. Yeah. I'm ready to get in there. I'm gonna break the. I'm gonna break the world record. I see any law it won't get passed because I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna make sure that scriptures, the Constitution, I read it all out aloud and and make sure that they understand you. I'll keep talking. Y'all will walk out of this room before I quit talking. I t- I'll say A B C D. That bill ain't good for me. H I J K. See you later, Jake. <laughs> Q R S T U V W X Y N Z. We have to get back to the basics, yeah. and that's what good leadership is. The basics. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for spending a little time with us today, and I uh, hope you're safe on the campaign trail. You're headed to Longview, correct? Yes. Well, I'm having to. We're heading to Pittsburgh, Texas. Uh, there's five spots. That Beto is coming. The next governor of Texas is coming. We're going to speak it into existence. Uh, the Republicans put up a terrible leader, right? Many poor Republicans uh, who came to these meetings. We're not going to say their names. They're fed up with their own governor because they know. Yeah. They're sick and tired. So I'll be in Pittsburgh. I was in Clarksville yesterday, Texarkana today. We'll be in Pittsburgh, then we're heading to Longview to prep. That's going to be a huge one. Then we're going to be in Palestine because a lot of people from Smith County are going there. So I'll go support there. And then Saturday in Hemp Hill. And then we'll be starting our our campaign, our road trip through the 17 counties doing the same thing. And then we're going to set up for the month of uh, September where we're going to go to, uh, I believe it's at least 69 cities. Mm. In our district, where we're going to do meet and greets there. If nobody comes, we're steady showing up, and we're going to knock a door. Whether we spend two, three hours in a city, we're going to every city in East Texas to let them know that you have a candidate that cares. And then hopefully my opponent, Nathaniel Moran, will have the courage and the balls to debate J.J., right? Don't be scared. You're a judge. you used to standing against the Surely a little old poor man like me, you can— Beat me and stand against me and make me look stupid and ignorant. Sure, you got all the money. I have I have nothing but the creator, and that's all I need. So if we win, it ain't going to be because of me. It's going to be because the creator is saying, hey, that's the modern-day Joseph. That's the modern-day Daniel and, and Babylon. So we definitely need everybody out there to go to JeffersonForCongress.com. Make a donation. We need all your help. I'm fighting for all of us. I will definitely be knocking your doors, but we need your vote in November. Please vote for J.J., not because I'm black or I'm Democrat, because I'm American. Vote because I'm American. My opponent, I don't know where he's from. 
I don't even know if I think he, I don't even know where he's from. We don't know. I think he moved here as a child, right? And we have to begin to understand people move to this country not to be Americans, but for the blessed opportunities. And they tell you with their high lifestyle, high quality of lifestyle versus everyone else's. So if you can't eat a well, eat press ham sandwich with me, and I don't need to eat that stuff or bologna or a hot dog with me, right? When you go eat steaks, you give a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to the poor, but you go eat steak, mashed potato, and gravy. That's not the type of leadership you want. I'm the type of person that I'll go without to make sure that you have. So definitely support and make and make a donation today at JeffersonvilleCongress.com. No dollar. Uh, there are no dollars too small, but there is a maximum amount you can give me, and that's 2900 So those people who may want to see the world change, if we can get a thousand max donors or the equivalent of we're trying to raise enough funds to go to two hundred and forty six thousand homes in East Texas. There's four hundred and ninety over four hundred ninety thousand registered voters. Half of them will not vote. And my opponent is probably going to ignore seventy five percent. This is how we win. Thank you so much. Right. And may y'all keep you, may y'all favor you all, and give us peace and build heaven on earth as above, so below. Vote for JJ. All right. Thank you. On the Line is a Texarkana Gazette podcast recorded in Star Bear Studio, right here in downtown Texarkana, USA. Follow On the Line on Twitter at O-T-L-T-X-K and on our website texarkanagazette.com slash podcast to support the show post a positive review wherever you get your podcasts the show is written produced and edited by yours truly Carl Richter and I'd love to hear from you email me at krichter at texarkanagazette.com I'll see you next time on the line.